Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The Thinker Girls. All the things you're thinking, but not saying. I'll be thinking. Welcome to Thinker Girl, the podcast. You are joined by the Thinker Girl, Stacey June. And Christy Mercer. Welcome. Oh, I am so excited for you to hear this episode this week. Yeah, um, I've got to say, this is probably one of my faves. I know I've said that a couple of times. <laughs> yeah, and we've said that to a couple things. of people. <laughs> oh, you're our fave. You're our fave, hot seat hottie. <laughs> so I feel a bit like it's not genuine, but I actually, I mean it. Like, this is definitely one of our favorite. Well, I'm not really big on Twitter, uh, Stacey underscore June, if you want to follow me, but <laughs> no, but I'm not. And as soon as we finished recording this, I was like, oh my God, I have to just, I don't know. I just felt compelled to let people know that we were chatting to this particular gem. Now, just a quick uh, touch base. How have you been this week? It's freezing in Melbourne. Yeah, it's been really cold up here on the coast as well. I've been tired. I'm just not sleeping well. I'm just a bit all over the shop this week. Why? I don't know. I've just been having weird dreams. People with no mouths. I don't know what it's saying. What the hell? Oh. You can interpret it later. Have you had I'll good, look it up in my a, Louise Hay book. Have you had a good week? Um, I've had an okay week. I've had an okay week. Things are going to get uh, pretty exciting, though, because this particular chick, are we going to start calling her? Lane Beachley. Now, I tell you what, she has just been such an important space in terms of women in sport. And I really don't think we understand just how much, young mate. Yeah, you're right. She's not just a champion in her own right, seven-time world champion, but throughout her career and even post-career, what she has done for the plight of women in setting up so many female-only charities is is pretty mental. So we're pretty excited to talk to Lane. Yeah, she's going to give us a bit of an idea of what she's doing now too. But can I also tell you, in 2005, she did win the Teen Choice Awards. What? <laughs> the the ball, Extreme ball. Female Athlete of the Year. And I don't even think we've said that she's a surfer yet. So oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> don't know. Well, do. People know who Lane Beachley is. Can yeah, you... I just had to double check. And we've got some people that listen over in the States. So can maybe you... they don't know. Can you believe that her last name's Beachley? Is that just maybe. the most aptly titled last name ever? Hello, Lane speaking. Hi, Lane speaking. Hi, <laughs> it's the Thinker Girls here, Stace and Christy. How are you going? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, yeah we're, we're good. So, so excited to have you on the show. Thanks for joining us. Oh, you're welcome. Where do we Thanks find you? What, do, what, do, what are you doing? I'm currently baking, believe it or not. Oh. And it's not one of my strongest points, but I bought my husband a Thermomix last year and oh, I have been hello. getting so much baking joy. And the way it's through to any man's heart is through his stomach, as we know. And I've just baked macadamia, lemon, and coconut oil cookies. Oh, stop oh, it. Where'd you, get, you, where'd you get that recipe? From my Thermomix cookbook. Oh, of course. And you, I'm, say it so, you say it so like, duh. Like, it's yeah. in my Thermomix cookbook, duh. But if you don't have a thousand billion dollars, we don't know yeah. what a thermo, Thermomix cookbook is because they're so mm. expensive. Well, the Thermomix is expensive. And mm. I can see why people who have kids will swear by them. But mm. uh, I've just been having fun baking with it. So yeah, it's, it's amazing. Oh, and I'm like really you, I'm, I'm not a baker. So I think that that would no. be really useful for me too. 
Yes, I think it's well, it's useful to inspire you to get baking. Well, Lane, mm-hmm. us povos, it'll never be able to afford a Thermomix. You're going to have to like tweet us the link or text us or yeah, something. Yeah, can you do that? Sure. Can you use the re- is the Thermomix recipe available for the oven? Or not? Yeah. I mean, well, oh, great. You've got to mix it in the Thermomix and then you put it in the oven. No, but what what if you don't have a Thermomix lane? Can I still get the recipe and bake what you it. made? Okay. Yeah, you can okay. still make it in a in a blender. Even. With the old hand beater, perhaps. It'll just oh, the old hand beater. I don't know. Yeah, it'll taste just a, taste a bit shit. Not remember as exclusive. Those, well, remember the, remember the hand beaters, different. like how you had the two things at the bottom, and then you could lick yeah. it when your mum. I've still oh, got one. Yeah, I've still yeah. got one. Yeah. And then sometimes yeah. if it was on when you're watching TV, the TV would go all wrinkly. Yeah. Or fuzzy. <laughs> wrinkly. <Yeah. laughs> if you haven't listened to our show before, welcome. Uh, we are two chicks talking thoughts you're thinking but not saying and joined by a hot seat hottie, Lane Beachley, uh, this week where we we chew the fat um, and we've all got something on our mind. We are reined in by Philip the Duck. If you haven't listened to our show before, make sure you check out some other episodes on iTunes or podcast.thinkagirl.com.au. Ladies, what is on our mind this week? Lane, what are you thinking but not saying? Well, I just, I've just been caught off guard calling a hottie in a hot seat. I've never experienced <laughs> I that. I heard you before. giggling down the line. I was wondering what you were laughing I at. I thought you may have changed. I thought maybe you were like, for some reason, changed your name or something. I was like, I <laughs> fucked that up. What's happened there? <laughs> no, no, no. One thing I would not agree to when I got married was taking someone else's name. I'm a Beachley through and through. Oh, well, and Lane, you, sh- you should have joined us a couple of weeks ago. That was the topic of really? conversation. Yeah. Been oh, there, done why that. do we have to change our name? Yeah, no, I'm with you with that. Oh, yeah, yeah, we all are. Um, and I like anyway, my name. Mm. Yeah, I like mine too. I think it's the most appropriately named. Well, it's ridiculously oh appropriately God. named, isn't it? Yeah, it's actually kind of weird in a, yes. the coolest way possible. But tell yes. us what's what, what's tell on your you. mind. Yeah, enough about me. Let's talk about what's on my mind. I uh, I've been in a really interesting conundrum lately because uh, coming through the pro tour uh, in the early nineties, I found almost in my humble opinion, I felt like we'd lost the benefit of gender because women were so desperate and so hungry for their male counterparts' respect and recognition that they we lost the benefit of gender because they wanted to act like men, dress like men and surf like men to be one of the men, be one of the boys. Mm, yeah, right. And, and I understand the, the game that we play um, to be one of the boys and be accepted by the boys, but not at the sacrifice or the compromise of being a girl. Mm. And so when I came on tour... I, I saw this game going on and, and I remember, distinctly remember back in 1993, I showed up to a press conference for a surf event in a little black dress and it caused quite a stir that one of the surfers had shown up in a dress. So anyway, long story what, short. What because, what, because it was a bit sexy? Yes. Like, yeah, and you should have been dressed more like because bl- surfing was a bloke sport, but so you've got to act like yeah. a bloke. But Lane, yeah, what, did right. chick, what were chicks normally wearing? Like what, khaki pants and shorts and stuff? Board shorts, yeah. jeans, baggy hot tuna shirt, skater nothing. shoes. Yeah. <laughs> but piping hot. That was complimentary. Piping hot. Yeah, yeah. that was hot back then. Yeah. Um, but nothing that was very um, sexy or complimentary or, you know, that was worth really giving any compliment about. Yeah, right. Or, feely, or having like, your femininity shown. Yeah, or embracing your femininity. Mm. And, um, yeah, so fortunately the women's tour has, has changed a lot since then. But fortunately there was the likes of American and Lisa Anderson who came, she was on the scene at the time, and she started to embrace her femininity. And it was actually her idea to start Roxy. 
it was her idea to because she was sponsored by Quicksilver. It was her idea to promote or to ask oh. them if she could surf in board shorts that were made for women. Because I, I remember Lane. This is when oh probably we were in primary school, and it was yeah. it was the thing where people had discovered Roxy, and they were like, oh, Roxy is basically two Quicksilver logos just together. It was Correct. also in the love heart. heart. Yeah, in yeah, the love heart. It was a real yep. revelation, though. I, I mean, I grew no. up uh, <laughs> traveling. I no, but in terms of the chick, the chick feel of surfwear. Like I remember mm, yes. uh, growing up. I grew up around Torquay, um, and mm. for our holidays, we had a caravan down there. So. It was my life, everything about mm. kind of surfwear as a teenager. And I remember Roxy always feeling, I don't know, it was almost like it was there as an option and you loved it, but you still did find yourself wearing bigger T-shirts and, and other stuff that was still blokey. Well, it's it was, interesting. Yeah, Took a it while the, for um, it to catch on. It did. I think it was the hangover of the fashion from the 80s. Oh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> well, I was in the 90s. So I was really behind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, shit. So anyway, um, what I was alluding to, and I've gone well off track, but what I was alluding to. That's what happens the, on this the, show. Yeah, so <laughs> sorry. That's our fault. Chatting. That's what happens when girls get together. No wonder they call us chicks. It's like. <laughs> you should hear it when girls are in the water too. We're all sitting out the back going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit squawky, isn't it? Shut yeah. the fuck up, chicks. Stop having so much fun. What's the deal with you lot? <laughs> uh, take your estrogen and take it home. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, anyway, so uh, I found that when you started to embrace your femininity and when you lived authentically, then that's when you were able to bring the best version of yourself every day. And that's when you're no longer defined by external factors. It's no longer when you're, you're dictated to. And um, it, it's not I, as women. I find that there's very few female pioneers because we seem to think that we're not capable of doing it until we see another woman do it first. Mm. But as Cheryl Sandberg suggested in Lean In, uh, how many women are willing to lean in? And then once they do lean in, once they do rise to the occasion, once they do become the trailblazer or the pioneer or the or the creator of something special, how many of them actually turn around and create a platform or a supporting network or mentoring for other women to do the same? How many women actually mm. turn around and provide authentic, 100% pure, unconditional support for other women to succeed or ultimately actually succeed them? It's really funny uh, that you you yeah. raised this before, and we said, "Oh, it's so hilarious!" Considering we've done the show coming up to two years towards the end of the year, and we haven't really touched on this. Mm. And I, I I had a bit of a second when I was listening to you think about it, and I think it's because Christy and I are the exact opposite of it. You know, mm. our whole yeah. brand is built about being supporters of women, of being friends. I mean, general. If you saw Christy and I and we were mm. any other chicks, you would yeah. imagine that we'd be massive competitors. Like you would assume yeah, right. that yeah. the, the right thing for us to do in terms of the stereotype of what women are, and I've never thought about this young mate, that we should absolutely be going head-to-head against each other. We went for the same jobs. We wanted the same things. We're both from Melbourne. We want the same end goal. Yet we found this real beautiful common mm. understanding of the fact that there was room for everyone and that there was mm. a lot of room that we needed to beat down in terms of of uh, gender equality. And yeah. so we didn't think about this when we were doing it, P.S. Like it just ended no. up. But, no. but it, it did end up being that way. And it, it is interesting because I think a lot of people, 
I guess, was surprised without even realising why they were surprised that two girls would get together because yeah. two girls are generally mm. competing against each other. Yeah, and I've I, never thought yeah, about that generally. until now. Yeah, but I think the reason yeah. is, Anna, that is surprising is because often there is only space for one. There's only space for well, one chick. So? Yeah, I know, but I'm not saying right now, and there shouldn't be at all, Lane, but I, I feel like... And we're talking radio jobs, we're talk- I guess. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. I, I've, the, I've, I'm talking <laughs> radio... P.S. Yeah, <laughs> we're talking like, but, with, but within within a space of radio, there's only there's in, you know want a show or like you know as the next up and comer or whatever. Often there is only that one space for that one chick, and potentially maybe that's why girls seem to be more competitive with other girls because there's just less opportunities like in the past than there yeah, are for the blokes. And why, yeah, and we're living in it a little bit too yeah. much. And we're allowing the past to dictate what we do in the future. And our past isn't our future. And I've been selling a women's leadership program that I've developed with a friend of mine that I'm really excited about launching because I want to see more female leaders mm. in the corporate How, environment. So, what, tell us a bit of, so, I mean, the idea came from the fact that you do feel like there is a lack of support for women. It, it, was yes. that in the experience that you have now as well as uh, surfing? Yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, essentially. So, yeah, I, started, yeah. I started a foundation 13 years ago called the Aim for the Stars Foundation, and you spoke to Madison O'Grady recently, who's one of my recipients, one of my scholars. And the Aim for the Stars is all about providing financial and moral support for young girls to invest in their future and fulfil their potential in all walks of life. And it surprised me that there's, you know, there's a million charities out there that are doing incredible things, making amazing differences to people who are sick or dying or terribly disadvantaged, but no one's supporting people who actually have initiative and drive and creativity and passion and actually want to make a difference in, in the world. And the reason I started it is because I, in 1993 or four and five, I was... Um, number two in the world, earning $8,000 a year for my primary sponsor, working 60 hours a week in four That's different fucked. jobs. Are you, so are you joking? Yeah. It's just so, absolutely yeah. fucked. It was just bullshit, right? So I was looking, when I, after I won my one most six consecutive And sorry title, to interrupt you, Lane, but just to give everybody a bit of perspective, what would have been yeah. the equivalent if you were a male? So the second, mm. rank second, what would, what would an average sponsorship be uh, that At you that would be, time, that they would have been paid? Yeah. Oh, several hundred thousand dollars Jesus. compared to your eight compared grand. to your what eight grand? Eight grand. Oh, fucking hell! Yeah, so full on. Yeah. yeah, so there's a major disparity between the sport, and that's coming up against the draconian bastion of surfing. So the the attitude of the people who make the decisions was that well, the men are worth it and the women aren't because you don't re- you don't result in. Uh, a commercial dollar being spent on bikinis just because you wear a bikinis. And that was the mentality of the owners of the companies. So we're up against a bit of a, an attitude. But <laughs> what I was alluding to is that um, I wanted to quit. I wanted to give it up. You know, it was all too hard. Because of that? Because, well, financially, I could not afford or support myself without having to divide my time between working and, and training and surfing. Mm. I was and, actually and, working 60 hours a week, surfing one hour a week and training mm. five hours a week. And, Lane, was that at your peak when you say I wanted to quit? Were you at, yeah, were you, that was you were at the before I won my first world title. So people wow. would look at you and go, oh, she's so great. Look at her. What a trailblazer. Yeah. She's at the absolute yeah. top of her game, the top of her sport, but yeah. have zero idea that you were contemplating leaving because you just couldn't physically yeah, and financially I couldn't. couldn't. Yeah, exactly. It was all too hard. It was a pain in the ass, actually. And so, uh, fortunately, I had really, oh, 
I don't know how to refer to these people other than just some of the most important people in my life, people who respected me, who had compassion and understanding for me, but also were honest with me. And I refer to the the difference between surrounding yourself with life vampires or dream thieves versus surrounding yourself with honesty barometers. And uh, I was very fortunate that I learnt very early on, especially growing up surfing at Manly, that the importance of surrounding yourself with honesty barometers. And these were the kind of people that when I expressed my dissatisfaction or discontent with the, the, uh, my state of being, that they would ask me the hard questions. So how much are you pushing into this? Or you know, how much more do you need to do? Or are you investing yourself wholeheartedly to make sure that you achieve the results that you want? And when I can answer yes, then I know... I've given it everything, but very rarely could I answer yes. Lane, Lane, can I ask who those people were? Like, was it obviously more than a couple of people? Was it yeah. friends or family members or who, who was it? Oh, okay. So in the early years, uh, one of my employers, a guy called Grant McMinn, he was uh, one of the owners of the old Manly Boat Shed at Manly. Who yeah. That was a, a pub I used to work at between six at night to four in the morning on Friday and Saturday nights. And uh, he was the one that had empathy for me and said, here's your next round the world air ticket. I believe in you. And I've run out of time. No, 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 no. (laughs) We'll make time. Keep going. Manly dude, continue. (laughs) That was the catalyst for me to invest in myself and, and pay it forward. And it was essentially when I reflect after winning my sixth world title, that was the moment I reflected on that inspired the creation of Aim for the Stars. Another person who had a massive difference in my life is my personal trainer, a guy called Rob Roland Smith, who uh, gave me some real honest advice and guidance and wisdom. My surf coach, Steve Foreman, other world champions like Barton Lynch and Wendy Botha and Pam Burridge, um, just different people at different periods. Even uh, Daryl Eastlake, big old Daz. Uh, he even uh, gave me some great advice, you know, because I wanted to quit. And he said, basically, if you win a world title, you'll set for yourself up for life. Well, that wasn't the case because I was, didn't have a penis. But mm. at least I won seven of them and then I did set myself up for life. But It's so funny, Lane. You say this today. I said to Christy, I just feel like we'll get there, particularly as two chicks. We kind of, everything you're saying really still mm. yeah. rings very true to us um, in 2015, mm. which is a real bloody shame. Um, yeah, it is. But I, I, think, I think it is that, I mean, we probably won't have to fight as hard as you but we still mm, have to true. fight a bit more you know yeah, and that's what oh. I was a bit frustrated at today I was like if this was this and this and I won't go into details but and I never really get too bitter do I young mate like I kind of no, just go well we no. got to do it we'll do it if we need to fight harder we'll just fight harder like we'll just break yeah. the chain a Don't bit get bitter, get better. Nah, but I just kind of went today I went oh, fucking hell like if this was the equivalent like we just wouldn't have had to do this extra six months or this extra three years or this extra extra bit that it feels like we have to do to prove ourselves it just gets yeah. a little bit mm. you get a little bit frustrated I can understand and, that. And mm-hmm. but that's that, the frustration has to be short-lived. And even men feel, you know, they get that sense of frustration too because they're comparing yeah. themselves to other men as well. And then yeah. that frustration comes only from that sense of comparison. Mm. So you have to stop comparing yourself and just start being realistic and then get dissatisfied. Stop being frustrated because that's when you're laying the blame and pointing the finger and it's everyone else's fucking fault. And then just get dissatisfied and go, it's what the true. hell am I going to do about it's it? It's so true. But with the lack of support for women and going back just to before we move oh, yeah. on, yeah. what yeah. would be, I mean, where are you standing with the foundation you're creating and, and what would you like to see happen in, over the next 12 months? 
Well, the foundation is actually going from strength to strength because we're we're getting our ducks in a row. We're we're aligning our vision with our mission and our values, and we're articulating what that is, the difference that it's making, and the and the difference it's making to the girls we're supporting. The other program I was alluding to is called the Rise Institute, and this is a program for corporate executive women who want to step up and lean in and become senior executives within their organisations and actually become better versions of themselves. Mm. And I've been selling this to all the big corporates around Australia for the last probably month or so, two months actually. And I have to say that the people who have been the least supportive of of this whole thing are women. I know. Mm. I knew you were going to say that. And isn't, it inter- and isn't this interesting earlier when, and this is the reason that I asked you, Lane, who those people yep. were, who those truth barometers were and the people that really gave you yeah, a kick up, kick up the ass. Yeah, because yeah, it wasn't women with their checkbooks, like, you know, like no. trying to get you around the world. <laughs> yes. Like, no. But, but, but yeah. what I wonder, I don't know, like it's, it's obviously so important for, for men, for men to be supportive and be like, all right, well, Let's do it. You know, stop complaining. Let's actually do it. But I think you're mm. right. You're right. It needs to also be women. And I think that's probably the most important part. Supportive of others. Thing, yeah, absolutely. And what's this, this thing about champions of change with men? Like, why are we championing something that should just be normal anyway? What do you mean? Well, they, in the corporate world, they refer to these men who are really supportive of women, whether who are they, they sponsor them or they mentor them or they, they propel them or, or promote them through the organisations. And these men are referred to as champions of change. Oh, we're clapping the dudes because they're giving women equal what, rights. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I think, and I've had this argument with my bestie, actually. My bestie is the same. She's like, I don't think we, I think we just need to have that expectation. And and I said to her, because I think we're a little bit of a step ahead with our, with our thought process. I don't think everybody is where we are. And that's why I think that people need the pat on the back. Because I don't think that everybody is at the same place that we are. And that's why I just feel like sometimes those things happen because we have to be realistic with. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. With, with where the majority sits, and mm. that is not where we are currently sitting, the three of us talking here. Yeah. No, we're it's not. We're not, not the majority, unfortunately. No, yeah. we're no. And that is right, why so I think that you. happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, young mate, do you want to go up next or do you want me to go? Um, I'm going to talk. Um, this will be interesting to get to get um, your take, Lane, and your take, Stace, on this um, off the back of what you were just talking about. Um, I, I, I'm going to ask a question, and, and don't shoot me down for this because I feel like mm-hmm. it goes against everything that I believe in, yet I sometimes, and I, and I kind of think it's true, I wonder whether it's just a woman's job to do the housework. 
And <laughs> hang on, hear me out here. <laughs> and, and I don't mean do. I love that Lane's the one going you for once. Like usually it's me trying to convo- stop convulsing at these kinds of questions, which I must I'd say. Really like to I know why you're asking it. Well, I love and I love my young mate because she'll just always throw them out honestly. Like this is why mm. it's good to workshop it. So please let's workshop. Yeah. Continue. Well, yeah, let's go. I, look, I am. A feminist through and through in the sense that I believe equal for every part, whether it's in the workplace or out of, at, at home or not. But I've only just recently, Lane, moved in with my boyfriend. Although we've been together for about six and a bit years, we've never actually lived together. And everyone was a bit like, oh, how will this go? You know, and it's been it's been fine. It's actually been an absolute dream. But there is that element of me picking up the slack in terms of little things around the house that needs to be done. And and although, like, we're pretty even, Stephen, and he's very supportive and helpful, you know, um, and, and from, a, from a certain perspective, we do both help out. But I'm, yep. I'm talking about in terms of being the delegator, of going, oh, the sheets haven't been washed in one and a half weeks. We better pop them in the wash. Or, the hey, the floor's a bit dirty. We better do that. Oh, we better take the bin out. Or, hey, the washing was finished three hours ago and it's still sitting wet in the machine. I need to hang that out. And we're, and it's funny because when I'm saying this, it sounds so petty. You're like the jobs project it's manager. It's so petty yeah, yeah, yeah. to be like, oh, whatever, just take it out of the bloody machine yourself. But at the same time, I'm like, well... I shouldn't have to. And I got, get so frustrated because I try really hard not to be that whinging, nagging girlfriend that's like, do this and do that. And um, you're writing a jobs list and you need to help me with this and that. So I just copped it for a time. And I don't know, I started, I was like really frustrated. I think I was on the phone to mum or dad. I can't remember who. And and they were like, well, that's not fair. You both work. You both work full time. And I said, I think it was mum actually, because I said, do I just need to accept that? It's often a woman's falls on the woman to just pick up the slack and be the delegator, not to do all of the work at all, but there needs to be a team leader in there somewhere, you know, that does, that does the delegation or you writes the list or decides what needs to be done when, and then asks the other person to do it. Mm. Okay. Does there, that's the question. <laughs> well, if it comes down to getting the job done, then yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm in a bit of uh, it's a tough one for me because my husband is my wife. God mm-hmm. love him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so is he doing yeah. all those doing the he things does, that I was talking about? He does the cooking, the cleaning, the ironing, the shopping, the mail, the garbage, the errands. He plans meals. He decides what are we going to eat tonight. What do I need to get? Let me know what's on the shopping list. And he goes, gets it. Okay, when did I last wash the sheets? I bet I have washed them. He has a, a method to how he hangs them out, so he just likes to hang them out on his own. I just run Even out. Even the fact, though, Lane, you called him the wife is interesting. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, like, yeah. we, we do laugh oh, at yeah, Christy exactly. and what she's saying, but then at the same yeah. time, he's the wife, you know. And yeah. so it is interesting because I'd love to get to a point where we weren't overthinking the gender stuff in that mm. we also do fall naturally as carers. That is, yeah. it's it, there is also some of the stuff that we look for with equality, but there is also some of the stuff that's genetically kind of put into us of, of what we go to do. I'm not, I'm a maternal person, but that doesn't mean I want to do the bathroom more than any other guy. Like, trust me. So when it comes to me and when I've been in relationships in the past, I've really struggled because I felt like it just wouldn't get done. And then I kind of felt like maybe in the end I hadn't met my match. Not saying that's the case for you, Christy, but I'm just saying, I, I, I think 
there, sometimes we can also do our heads in extra that you shouldn't be doing it because you want equality. Whereas if no. you want that stuff done and it's more important to you, sometimes it also isn't about the gender and it's about the people. Does that make sense? Well, yeah, 100% because you knocked it on the head when you mm. said if it's important to you, then get it done. And it comes down to your value system. Rather than agenda. Yeah. Rather than agenda, rather than... No, but it's more than that. Or agenda. It's actually more than that. It's like, well, what's important to me eating tonight? I'm pretty sure that's fairly important to him also. You know, like those things where you go... Yeah, so you would take a proactive approach to it if it was. Yeah, I just... I, okay, so I think the thing as well is is if you start to feel something else. So if you feel like you don't want to do it or is it pissing you off that he doesn't want to do it? That's yeah. the catch. Yeah. I yeah. don't want I don't want to do it at all. Like none of it is really important to me. I couldn't give a shit if I had dirt on the floors and I couldn't give a shit if the winds the bloody shower was dirty and I can't give a shit if the sheets haven't been washed in 2 weeks. But there needs to be somebody who does it. And I'm just sick of feeling like that somebody always has to be me. Like, I don't think there's, like, for instance, if I was just a clean freak and I just, it's like, all right, it's important to me, get over the fact that I care about it more than he does. So I'll just cop that because. It's confusing because I was yeah. like that too. It has to be you. Well, because if I don't, it just doesn't happen. Have you tried? Yes. I actually okay. have, and I didn't have underwear. Like, I had to go to work with no underwear on. Like, it actually <laughs> got that bad because I tested I tested the situation. Oh, no, thought, that old, <laughs> that's that old chestnut. <laughs> I won't do it. I won't Can do I it ask? just as a test to see. Yeah, sorry, Lane. I was I'm going to – no, I just want to ask Kirk a question because he's standing right here oh, with me. Yeah. Yes. We're Can you put him on Kirk. speaker? Sure, hang on. <laughs> um, having a debate. Say hi, girls. Hi, girls. Hi, Kirk. We're the Thinker Girls. You're like us. You're like the only man we've ever had on this show. But we hear yeah. that you're a wife man, so welcome. I am, I am a wife man. Yeah, I, I do all the cleaning, cooking, gardening. You look like you cut your chin. And like in shaving. No, but so we're having a discussion. Can you shut that duck up? Yeah, sorry, guys. <laughs> sorry, 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 Lane. <laughs> So the, the idea is, Kirk, that I, I just wonder whether it's more a woman's job or it seems to often fall on the, the well, woman to, to be the delegator around the well, house. Talk in your, in your personal experience, though. What's got, like, quickly just give him an idea of how you're feeling. Well, I just feel well, I just feel pissed off because I feel like if I don't do it, it never gets done. So it's not that it's more important to me. That's how I feel. Yeah, that's how it's, I feel. Exactly. Oh. And that's my point. That's is. what... Oh, that's so and funny. What I would say is it's not a, a woman's or a man's role to be a delegator. It's just person to person. That's what so, I said, Kirk. I'm Stacey, it, the A-plus student over here. Oh. Yeah, 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 right. <laughs> you go A-plus. Isn't that a milk? Ask yourself. It's a, you know, it's some people are delegators and some people aren't. And, and it's however it falls within a relationship. Certainly, Lane delegates in some areas and I delegate in others, but um, certainly I feel trodden on and I do all this stuff and no one appreciates it and that's it, I'm going to go and cry in a corner. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, well, basically, that's you and Christy yeah. together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
It's but, interesting. Uh, but, you know, yeah, it's it's not. I don't think it's gender specific. I think it's just however it falls within a relationship. And you and know, I think it's one of those things. Some people are better at it than others. Yeah. And I think it's one of those things that's got a bit murky because women always did have to do it. Then yeah. we've come out here and you go, okay, so hang on a second. Am I signed up for this from my predecessors? Uh, pre- how do I say that? Predecessors. Word? Yeah. Predecessors. Yeah. yeah. Am I signed up from those dudes or those chicks? I should say. And um and is it is it this is a gender thing? I think this is one thing that you're right. It actually isn't, and it's a personality thing, and he doesn't seem to give a shit as much as you. Yeah, well, I, th- I think you just have to... Uh, I think you're reading into it too much. It's just it's just whoever's good at it and who's not. You know, there's leaders and there's followers. So, Kirk, <laughs> so Kirk what you're saying is you and I, dude, we're the, we're the leaders. We're <laughs> <laughs> Essentially. <laughs> yeah. Uh, bye, Kirk. Yeah, bye, Kirk. He doesn't. He doesn't want to hear the next topic. Trust me. No, that's it. That's enough for me. Thanks, Lane. All right. Well, that gives us some idea. And you know what really was interesting? And I'm so glad you put him on the phone. What was Mm. really interesting about that is when he was like. And you would imagine another chick to say exactly what he said, like, I hear your sister. Yeah. But he was yeah, like, yeah. I hear ya. Like, he was like, yeah. that's exactly how yeah. I feel. And ha- yeah. hearing that come out of a man's mouth is yep. is really quite interesting. Yeah, it's yeah. refreshing. It's fucking refreshing. But as, but as long as whoever does the work, as long as they're recognised for it, then that actually yeah. makes it worse. Well, that's what I was going to say, you know, Maybe and you need to look yeah. at other ways that you're getting partnership. So I guess yeah. if you are f- still feeling a little bit like, uh, I do more, you know, I guess it's just about looking at your relationship as a whole rather than just looking at that part. And is there other things that he can bring to the table that you are happy not to? Yeah, and I know? think honestly, yeah. if you got a thanks, if it was like, thanks for doing that, or, oh, that, was, that tea was nice, or... Cheers, mm. I didn't have time to do that. I probably wouldn't feel as jaded or pissed off as I do. Well, that's something yeah, you've got to talk to old mate about. Yeah, you've got to say thank you. Yeah, you've got to talk yeah. to old mate. Definitely. Yeah, just say, look, I'm happy to do it because it clearly see, it seems like I want to get onto it quicker than you. But it is annoying. I don't love it. So it would be nice to be appreciated. And I'm happy to do it. And Kirk told me that I'm a leader and I'm the team leader yeah. here. And he'll laugh at you, like, out of the two of you, you're the leader. He's like, Christy. <laughs> Oh, God. Christy, you're a leader of a dreamer. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that's really true. Yeah. That's really true. All right, Philip went off 80 years ago. So my, I had a bit of a, um, a nice Isn't night out a with... a minute show? Yeah, it is. Yeah, We've gone so. a little bit over. Um, but, um, we, I was having a a nice, some nice sexy times with a boy. Um, well, it wasn't really sexy times yet. It was just, I was having a bath and I'm not going to go into the the details of how I got into the bath because that's just means it's just hilarious how this all happened really quickly in this particular relationship. It's not, you know, when I say relationship, I just use the word quite loosely. Um, and all of a sudden things started to get a little bit interesting and before anything went uh, too far, I started to think, what contraception do I need in the bath? A condom. Yeah. No, really? Yeah. I had to ask myself that question. So before I actually ended up having sex with this guy, which didn't happen in the bath, I... The thought crossed my mind that I could have sex no, with him in no, the water no. and nothing would be wrong with that. Like I wouldn't fall pregnant and I would be safe from other diseases. 
I, like I said at the beginning of this show, I don't rate myself on Einstein smart levels, but I do rate myself a fairly intelligent person. How the fuck did I not fucking know that that is a load of bullshit? I've got no idea. I don't understand why you would think that you're protected from falling pregnant or a disease in the when, water. Like the, the sperm water. is going to float away. Like what <laughs> like the hell no, was I thinking? You, did you Bath think water is not a contraception? No, baby, it's not. Did you think that maybe the water was going to be a buffer because the water's in there? Because essentially, I think if you have sex in water, and someone told me this once, and I've been too freaked out ever to do it, they were like, never have sex in a spa because it pushes the water into you. And, that, and that Chrissy be... does this voice like her friend. <laughs> All sound like this person. Never do this in a, like a grandma. Almost. No, I think like, I think that's. I've just heard that that's bad. So I've uh, well, I, always thought that. I don't know. I don't know if a past boyfriend has told me this in know. the past that you know if you have sex in water it's okay, and I've just believed it and then carried on wow. through my adult life. But I just mm. is there stuff that you guys learnt later that makes you feel really dumb like I guess it was it was so shocking that I thought I need to share it on the podcast maybe no one in their right mind is thinking this but maybe there are five people that have listened that have heard this rumor that potentially could go in for unprotected sex and thought that it was going to be okay I was looking at him and going oh can we like can we and he's looking at me like are you fucking lost your mind? Are you a loose as a goose girl? Like, is this, who, what, who's this oh, so chick he, that I've hooked up with? So he was onto it. So he knew that you He's the one that he, told me, which is why oh. it was so embarrassing because here I am trying to protect myself. Like as two, uh, you know, consenting adults, you protect yourselves. But here I am thinking I'm good to go. Like, I just felt so <laughs> stupid. And he, and we're so intimate. I've known the guy for seven seconds and he's drawing me a bath. Like already it's like. Quite extreme. I mean, I think that's, yeah, that's. Yeah, I didn't really want to go into that part, but. That's what I'm more intrigued in. I don't really care about the contraception part. Well, I do. And I I think that there are people that may not know this. Now, you two are both also looking at me like the guy was looking at me, like you are batshit crazy. But I think that there's sex stuff that we were told when we were younger that carried on till way later until a scenario like this happened. Yeah, Kirk used to think that if he kissed a girl in the butt, it'd make her pregnant. It he did he not. Know, he did it. When he, he was did. how old? What? How old are you? How old were you when you thought that? <laughs> four. Kirk's back. Four. <laughs> no, he said twenty-three, but I think it was only about four. Oh my oh, god, eight. I'm thirty-one. Oh, wow. <laughs> 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 we, all, we all have valuable lessons late in life. Do you know what? I'm waiting for either of you to jump in with something here. I'm and the actually, best you've got is kiss someone on the bum when I'm someone was four. This is so even oh, yeah, more Oh, here we go. I've got one. I yeah. thought that when you were a virgin and you had sex for the first time, because often in movies and stuff, when you're hymen or breaks or whatever, you know those like medieval movies and they'd like bring out the sheet and show the blood? I thought that when you had sex for the first time, no, honestly... Um, don't laugh at Mimi's water sex. Um, no. <laughs> that, um, that you, I, I thought that you always bled when you had sex for the first time. And I was wondering why I didn't. Some people the, do, don't they? I know, but some people do. But I thought it was just a given that everybody. Yeah, yeah, that, like that, your period almost. Yeah, that it was yeah. just something that happened. What? It, I mean, I still don't really understand what, like I understand the breakage, but I, I don't understand how you don't bleed, to be honest. No, Do you know what I mean? Me neither. 
No, I think I it's I think it's because we're more active perhaps than we used to be. So if you know, like with sports or you know, like riding a horse, or often it can can break during. <laughs> yeah, physical. remember reading that in Dolly. Yes. There's, there's so many ways that your hymen can break. You might be riding a horse. You might be doing gymnastics on the beam. You might be Don't doing mind. all these. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all these ways that your hymen can break, other than a penis. <laughs> did they actually? Did they actually describe? Oh, no, no. Lane, are you there? Lane Beachley's in the bath. <laughs> are you still there? <laughs> uh, I went underwater for a second. I wanted to try it out. <laughs> you went to check out the sperm if she could catch well, it. We'll leave she you a curve to it. <laughs> Get back to us in nine months. <laughs> we'll, You'll test, about it. we'll test your theory. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too oh, funny. God. All right. Well, on that note, oh, on that man, can't the talk that. Spoken. Yeah, yeah we, Philip's <laughs> raining as in. He's like, there's no more that can be done on that, gym. It's just a confession and almost like a public service yeah. announcement. Yeah. For anybody that was also thinking this, you need yeah. to use contraception in a bath. That yeah. is the message. <laughs> that's unquestionable. That's the message. Yes. Just the, the 411. Uh, Lane Beachy, yeah. it's been amazing uh, to have you on the show. If people want to find out some more about your foundation or follow you on Twitter, where can they find yes. you? So the Aim for the Stars Foundation is www.aimforthestars.com.au. If they want to know about my women's leadership program, it's riseinstitute.com.au. And if they want to follow me on Twitter, it's at Lane C. Beachley. And Lane, just before you go, can we just Mm. give you a freaking round of applause for the work that you're doing? Because it's actually amazing, honestly. And the work that you've done before, earning your eight grand in your 60 hours, like, you know, that stuff doesn't, as much as, you know, I think a lot of girls struggle with this feminist work, and all this kind of stuff, I, I know I can speak for everyone in saying that we do appreciate the stuff that people like yourself did to move mm. kind of forward, you know. I appreciate that. I know the impact I've had and I'm proud of it. Yeah, awesome. Lane. You go, girl. <laughs> I, I have ownership of my accomplishments. Yeah, yeah that's unreal. Yeah, that's really that, good. I can't. feel like I'm going to walk out of this studio and do a cartwheel and a karate <laughs> kick. That's Can you film it? I want to see yeah. that. <laughs> we film everything, so that's easily done. Cool. Um, as as you have heard, if followed Lane. Uh, if you heard her, um, you're inspired by her like we are and you enjoyed the show, make sure you let her know. Uh, we are on iTunes. You can subscribe to this and many, many other episodes with amazing women uh, doing really exceptional things. So jump onto iTunes, Think A Girl, the podcast, or find us at podcast podcast.thinkagirl.com.au and for your fix during the week we have a a truckload of video stuff all kinds of cool articles just funny bullshit that we put up just to pass the week Uh, and you can find us at facebook.com forward slash thinkagirls all right ladies have have a good one thanks so much for your time thank you thanks for all that you're doing for other girls too oh thanks lane catch you later bitches Bye. bye Next week on Think You Girl, the podcast, we're joined by Nadia Bartel. Yeah, she chats to us young mate about parties. Are you a party girl? Do you love to have them? Or are you a person that freaks out at the attention? Yeah, it's just this feeling that I have. I feel like it's really, everyone's there for you. It's awkward. Mm. I, like, I feel like, I don't know if they want to attend, but they need to be there for you. And all the limelight's on you. And I don't know, there's just so many things I don't feel comfortable with. But then for my 30th, I did have a party and that's because my husband basically forced me. Were you eavesdropping on this conversation? Follow the Thinker Girls at facebook.com forward slash thinkergirls.
or Thinkagirl TV on Twitter. Hey, you. You're looking for some more. Well, clearly, they're sticking around for something. <laughs> what do we got, Christy? What do we got to give them? Go to our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash the Thinker Girls. There's heaps of cool videos up there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some live shows of this podcast we've got. <laughs> what else have we got? Cool we've girl got... stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just head there, youtube.com forward slash the finger girls. Can we stop whispering now? Okay. That sounded really creepy. <laughs> <laughs>